News, politics, and special guests with a Texas twist. That's the goal of the Luke Messias Show. Our nation and state are at a crossroads, and if you're not informed, you're not equipped to make the change our community needs. Join the conversation and join the cause for liberty. Welcome to episode 172 of the Luke Messiah Show. Guys, two weeks ago, we came to you and literally the headline of our podcast was John Cornyn moves to sell out gun owners. And we got a ton of great feedback from that episode, as well as some flack from various Republicans across the state who just said, why are you attacking this guy? He's one of us. Had people say, hey, you are misleading people. Read the articles. And they would point to a statement he's made once or twice to say, hey, I'm not going to do this. Hey, I'm not going to do this. And then last week, we again updated you and said, hey, the good news is that his office has said they've been getting lit up. He did come out and take several things off the table, one of them being raising the gun purchase age to 21. Right. That was being discussed. That was being negotiated. The bipartisan group, including John Cornyn, were talking about doing just that, saying, hey, 19, 18, 20, you can get drafted in the military. You can give your life. You can vote, but you cannot buy a gun. The importance of that is that that is way different than just saying, hey, societally, an adult's not going to start until you're 20 or 21. To say somebody, we could literally have that conversation as a society and say, we have decided that until you're 19 or 20, you're not an adult. We used to say 18. It's now 19. It's now 20. You're out of high school. You're not likely to be engaged with a lot of younger peers in any situation that you're in in life. So that's when it's going to start. But that means that that's when you vote. That means that's when you purchase a gun. That's when you can be drafted by the United States military to go to war. That's when you can volunteer to go to the army without your parents' consent. We could say that, but they don't want to have that conversation, which makes it even more dangerous when they say, hey, we're going to treat an 18 and 19 and 20-year-old differently, but they are an adult. That's the problem, which also means that they can also point back to that and say, hey, these people are legal adults and they have these requirements for gun purchases. So now... Why don't we have everyone have those same requirements? It is taking those steps. And we now have an announced, uh, let's say, framework that has been brought forth by the bipartisan group. And this includes increasing the type of background checks that happen for buyers under the age of 21. Now, this is a framework. The details haven't been announced. We will let you know. There are going to be incentives for states to pass red flag laws. They are going to try to pay us. They're going to try to bribe the state of Texas into passing laws that Governor Abbott already said he wanted to support during one of our previous shootings and was shot down by the Republican legislature. This is why it is so offensive that John Cornyn has led this uh, conversation. He is a United States senator from Texas elected to represent Texans' interests. And he has rolled out a plan to say, hey, let's only give money to those states who pass red flag laws. Do you know who already has a bunch of red flag laws on the books? All the blue states. So what John Cornyn has done is he has put together a package that says, 
If red states look more like blue states in the future regarding their gun laws, we, the United States of America, will give them more money. That is absurd. That is insane to think about a red state Texas senator saying, let's put in this legislation that states like Texas should reflect laws already on the books like that of New York and California so that they can get more money. Let's pay them. In fact, you can even see him sitting there going, look, those crazies in my state, they're not going to do this unless we pay them some money. Not, hey, no deal comes out of this room that makes my state do something differently because Texas is better off than New York and California, and we're not going to become any more like that. There are 10 Republican senators who came out and signed off on a general framework that included paying off red states to make them look more like blue states with their red flag laws. That included increasing, enhancing background checks for buyers under 21, which, by the way, whatever they do there, they're going to expand beyond 21 here pretty soon. They're going to crack down on straw purchases of firearms. Now, I don't know what this means because my understanding is that it is illegal to have a straw purchase of a firearm. Here's what a straw purchase is, just so you know. A straw purchase is if I am purchasing a gun for someone else, and it is their gun. They are intending to have the gun. This same law exists in real estate, right? I cannot go offer a, a purchase of a home, when it, but I'm not really the one offering right? I'm just here. It looks like Luke Macias is offering, but it's really Johnny Quest back here. So that's not the reality. This is going to crack down, increase penalties for straw purchases of firearms and increased protections for domestic violence victims. They say they're closing what's called the boyfriend loophole. Um, this is when, you know, certain domestic violence actions, uh, require you to have been married or have a child with, have familial relations with uh, the individual who you have the domestic violence with, and they're going to expand that. Now, again, all of these things are just one lines on a letter, so you really don't know exactly what the details are behind the deal. It does not sound good at all, and here's the sad part is that when we come to you with this information, Republicans are in a situation where the way we have to approach most of our leaders, okay? This is not all of our leaders, but most of our leaders have to be approached from a perspective that our hope is that you just sell us out as minimally as possible. Is anyone else just tired of that? That's what we talk about a lot on this show. Why am I having to ask you to just sell me out less than you were already possibly going to sell me out? I know you're going to team up with Democrats to pass a bill that is worse off for law-abiding gun owners than it was before. I know that's going to happen. My request of you is to do as little damage to our rights as possible. Republicans are going to become increasingly frustrated as we head into November. And there was no reason for Mitch McConnell and John Cornyn to do this. We have Democrats on their heels. We have them on defense. They are reeling in the polls. They are headed for a worse election than we might have seen in decades. And yet Republican leadership is all going to get together and say, you know what? 
we probably should pass a bill that is straight from the Democrat Party platform. And that is now going to hand Mark Kelly in Arizona, a swing state, a talking point for him to go around and talk about this common sense bipartisan bill that he passed with 10 other Republican senators. Why is my opponent, let's say it's Blake Masters, who we hope is the Republican nominee from Arizona. My opponent, Blake Masters, opposes this law. I support it, but I'm with 10 other Republican senators. Here's the other despicable thing. Of these 10, five of them are not running for re-election, okay? Roy Blunt from Missouri, uh, Rob Portman from Ohio, Richard Burr from North Carolina, and Pat Toomey. Those four are literally not running for re-election. They're being replaced now, and most of them with way better alternatives than those four senators. So you might say, wow, that's a really good encouragement because those four senators are about to be replaced with people that would never cut this deal. And that's the problem. Republicans know that. Republican leadership knows that in Mitch McConnell and John Cornyn. So they are rushing through this bill today because they know they won't have the votes after Republicans pick up seats and conservatives pick up seats in November. That's disgusting. Mitt Romney is the fifth, who I don't think is running for re-election. If he does, it would really, really surprise me. But Mitt Romney is probably not running for re-election. The other five are John Cornyn, Tom Tillis of North Carolina, Cassidy of Louisiana, Susan Collins, and Lindsey Graham of South Carolina. Susan Collins being the bipartisan, I mean, very liberal Republican from Maine. Now, I'm not against Susan Collins and the idea that I don't think a, a Ted Cruz or a Rand Paul could actually get elected in the state of Maine. So you have Susan Collins on your team and you know that she'll cut this kind of deal. But some of these other Republicans are representing deep red states that have deep red values that don't even have red flags on the books and they're trying to bribe them to pass the Democrat platform in their state. It should infuriate you. Here's another strange thing. <clears throat> This is from The Hill. They said, how gun talks are weighing on Cornyn's candidacy for Senate GOP leader. Let me just read the excerpt from here. Negotiations on a gun violence package are boosting the national profile of Senator John Cornyn, Republican from Texas, one of the leading candidates to someday replace Mitch McConnell from Kentucky as Senate Republican leader. Senate Republican aides and strategists say the high stakes negotiations give Cornyn an opportunity to score a major accomplishment, which could bolster his chances in a future leadership election. I want to just unpack that for one second. So Mitch McConnell, who has led, has initiated the movement towards selling out Republican voters on issues like guns, wants to see that John Cornyn can actually successfully convince enough Republicans to sell out our platform for the Democrat platform before knowing whether or not he would be a fantastic replacement. And other Republican strategists, other Republican Senate operatives and staff and consultants are all saying, hey, if John Cornyn can do this deal, we'll all know he's got a much better shot of being our leader. If you want to know why they call it the swamp, it's not just the Democrat part of the party because those Republicans, this is the way they think. They look at this as virtuous. 
They look at Cornyn's passage of this legislation if it does happen, which it's going to happen. Joe Biden already came out and said, hey, if you just put what's in that framework in a bill, I'll be signing that sucker. So unless Nancy Pelosi's house comes out and says, no, we're going to add all this stuff to the bill. That's what's happening. That's what's passing. That's what's becoming law. They're going to give Joe Biden the first the first big policy win of his presidency. Something for him to actually show makes him someone who can work across the aisle. That's what they're doing right now. And they're doing it. In order to do it, they have to pass policy that is bad for Texas. Because Democrats don't settle for some Republican policy. You would think that if Joe Biden is literally way underwater in the polls, that he would go, hey, I'll even pass some Republican policy, like some Republican light policy. And then Mitch McConnell and John Corner could come and say, hey, here's some very Republican light policy that's not super conservative, super conservative people won't be really happy with it. But general Republicans, these, these are the kind of things that are in our platforms, the type of policy that we've advocated for a long time. And you know what, Joe, if you would help us pass these, it'll help you in the polls look reasonable. But we're, we're willing to take the win because it's about a policy win. That's not even we have a position of strength and we have surrendered it. We have a position of strength, and yet we've approached this from weakness saying, hey, we know we're going to pass Democrat policies. The question is, how many? How soft? How much do we mandate it? How much do we just try to bribe our red states into passing it into their state laws? It is so frustrating. And we are headed. I am recording this and then driving to the Republican State Convention, where we are going to yet again pass policy. And we will put in there that there are going to be no red flag laws in Texas because there shouldn't be. You have these same sellouts in the Republican legislature. And I will tell you the next session, we're going to be calling each and every one of them out. Because if they try to pull this kind of crap that John Cornyn just pulled, I can tell you we've got a whole nother ball game. Now is the time to recognize that we have got to push back. And Republicans in the U.S. Senate who oppose this need to be very loud and vocal and clear that this is a bad deal. John Cornyn asked all of his Republican senators to please stay quiet until we have hammered these details out so we might actually be able to get a deal. So all these Republicans who could, could have said, come out and said, hey, we should be asking Democrats to pass our policies. That's how bad the polls are for them. They didn't say it. They let John Cornyn negotiate this whole deal and pen the whole thing and get Joe Biden sign off. Now they're going to start opposing it. The deal's basically done. You should call Ted Cruz's office and John Cornyn's office and let them know that if they sell out gun owners on this issue, it is going to be a major problem for their continued political success. It's the only thing these people care about that the grassroots really have over them. You can't make them more popular. They basically have written you off. 
they have your approval. The question is how many other people's approval. And I'm not sticking Ted Cruz in that same bucket as John Cornyn, by the way. But I do think that you should call him because he has not stepped out and spoken on this issue yet. But I want to be really clear that I'm not sticking Ted Cruz in the bucket with John Cornyn as far as everything he cares about, because he does actually care about what the grassroots thinks. And he's shown that time and time again, including in the most recent Republican runoffs. This is not something Texas should be proud of, that our Republican senator might actually replace John Cornyn as the most powerful Republican senator in the nation because he is able to successfully negotiate sellout policy proposals that pass more blue state policies at the national level. He can find enough of his colleagues, some of most of them on their way out, half of them on their way out to sign off on this horrible deal. We're going to keep informing you as to everything going on. If you are at the convention this week, please find me. I'll be at the Texas Scorecard booth. I'll be at other booths that are around. I'll be in the different committees. I'll be in Senate District 26 during our caucusing. I look forward to seeing you, meeting you, talking to you, and networking with you so that conservative Texans can be continually building a stronger team because God knows we need it. God bless you. And God bless the state of Texas. Thank you for listening to The Luke Messiah Show. This program is brought to you by Scorecard Media. Check out texasscorecard.com to read up on all things Texas. Scorecard Media has other podcasts as well. Yeah, they're not as good as this one, but you should still check them out. Honestly, though, visit texasscorecard.com to see all the content they're producing on a daily basis. If you'd like our podcast to grow, please consider subscribing to the show on whatever platform you listen on and leave a review. That helps others find the content we're producing. Thank you. God bless you and God bless Texas. Texas.